welcome to another episode of More Content Talk. That's the only show that cuts through the glam, the glitz, and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find. Um, if you have uh, ever spoken to anyone in this country, ever, about anything, it could have been about ponies, it could have been about rice it could have been about, um, I don't know, the little hairs on your chinny chin chin it doesn't really matter um because anything you talk about in america is political because this is a democracy for crying out loud and so everything we talk about is political um but if you've ever made a political statement you've automatically been accused of listening to Dun, 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 sinister music, the mainstream media. That's right, the mainstream media. There's a very important term there, mainstream media. That means you are a member of the bad group. You've been uh, manipulated, fooled. Um, mesmerized, uh, hypnotized, even. Do you know that on the right, they actually believe that hypnosis is real? Some of them, not all of them. But they believe that the flicker rate on the television and the computer screen and the phone uh, hypnotizes you and keeps you glued to it. It's not the fact that you need the information on the phone or the fact that you need the information on the computer or the fact that maybe you're trying to see what the weather's like or the news on TV. No, 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 no. It's much more complicated than that. It's the flicker rate on the TV and, and your your brain is too small not to be affected by that. That's what the right thinks. It's interesting. You hear so many people nowadays talk about the evil of mainstream media. However, if you ask someone politely doesn't have to be mean what is the mainstream media what does that mean you will undoubtedly hear this response well it's x organization or it's y organization and you'll begin to uh, notice a through point that these media companies that they're calling the mainstream media are just companies that they dislike it's not that they're calling all media organizations the mainstream media. They're picking specifically the ones that they dislike and calling that the mainstream media. It's almost like the um, pop music insult. Because, you know, when you call something pop music, it's, it's not indie music, right? It's, it's not the cool stuff. It's not underground if you're in the rap scene or in the hip-hop game. It's, it's, it's too mainstream, man, bro. It's too in the, in, the, in the mainstream. It's too popular. That's popular culture. You remember when the people in those berets were sitting around at Starbucks talking all that shit? Well, that's gone mainstream <laughs> because now everyone talks like that. Even people, even people on the right, even people living in cow country, okay? Makes no sense that they would talk that way. What, what, what is this hipster news that people want all of a sudden? 
the news is the news. It doesn't really matter who's presenting it. You can go in and, and look at, you know, the sources behind the news and, and you can see you can follow the money, of course, and be skeptical. But this mainstream news insult has gone. Guess what? Mainstream. In a twisted turn of events, the criticism that all of these people have thrown upon networks like CNN or news publications like the New York Times or whatever it may be, there are now more people than ever in America that distrust this thing that they've termed the mainstream media. That's right. Your distrust of mainstream media has now become popular and you're not the indie hipster person you thought you were anymore. And if you don't believe me, here's an excerpt from an article from Forbes, which was published in uh, February 2021, entitled Fewer Americans Than Ever Before Trust the Mainstream Media. For the first time, Edelman's, and this is by Andy Meek, Edelman's annual trust barometer, which it shared with Axios, revealed that fewer than half of all Americans acknowledge any kind of trust in the mainstream media. 56% of Americans, for example, said they agreed with the following statement. Journalists and reporters are purposely trying to mislead people by saying things they know are false or gross exaggerations. That is a shocking statement for 50%, over half of the country to agree with. Let me, let me repeat that statement one more time so it really sinks in. Journalists and reporters are purposely trying to mislead people by saying things they know are false or gross exaggerations. So they're not even saying that these are just kind of goofy idiots like I commonly will say is like, you know, a lot of a lot of reporters and journalists, for example, they don't know much, especially now. They don't they're not in the know. They're not being invited to the Council on Foreign Relations that the, the guy on CNN is a nobody for the most part. I mean, unless it's like maybe a guy like Anderson Cooper. Um, but I mean, for the most part, these people are not being invited to high end level meetings. You, you saw that most of the quote unquote mainstream media was completely locked out during the Trump administration. And, you know, for a fact that any other president who um, they ever speak out against does the exact same thing. So I don't really know what people this fantasy that journalists and reporters are trying to mislead people. Corporations and the owners of those companies try to mislead people, but oftentimes the reporters know absolutely nothing. So this is a very odd claim that people are making here and a very um, presumptuous claim that somehow these low-paid reporters who make maybe like 200 bucks an article are in the Illuminati and trying to control your mind. I mean, this is weird stuff, but this is popular thought in America. <laughs> strange uh let's continue the results go on to show that 59 percent of americans said they agree with this statement that most news organizations are more concerned with supporting an ideology or political position than with informing the public 59 percent of americans said they agreed with that that most news organizations not 
half, not some, not a particular subset of news corporations, like I will say on the show, but most news organizations are concerned with supporting an ideology or political position than informing the public. That is a huge distrust of the media, way bigger than I thought existed. And it also explains why people were so hesitant for so long to go get vaccinated. And 61% of Americans think that, quote, the media is not doing well at being objective and nonpartisan. Now, I don't know how much more nonpartisan or bipartisan you can or objective you can get with this the, the media that's out now. There's no substance to anything they're saying. They're just repeating what you want to hear on television at this point. They have it all plugged into the algorithms and they just look at the stuff you like and repeat it to you and you're still not satisfied? What are you going to be satisfied? What exactly are you distrusting here? What do you not understand? about algorithms and how they literally will just repeat to you what you want to hear. It, it, this is um, a bit insane. L. Rushbo built his entire career out of an understanding of that reality. It's, it's hard not to read, they're referring to Rush Limbaugh, it's hard not to read those new statistics and flash back to some of the highlights of his career, like the time in 2013 where he blasted journalists as dangerous to the Republic. That's Rush Limbaugh. Journalists are dangerous to the Republic. Guess what? It looks like half over half of America agrees. And in response to one particular news article that set him off during a radio broadcast, he railed against journalists thus. We might want to start considering at least talking about registering journalists. And in response to one particular news article that set him off during a radio broadcast, he railed against journalists thus. We might want to start considering at least talking about registering journalists, just like we have to register guns, background checks, and all of that. Because this is mental illness. This is bordering on delusion. This is this piece. It's really is incredible. We ought to register these journalists. This is a, a journalist, a, a nobody who, you know, Rush Limbaugh, who ascended into a somebody because of, you know, public radio and the internet. And had that not existed, no one would have ever known who that fat fuck was. But he's saying that people like me shouldn't be allowed to be journalists because I disagree with him. That's all he's saying. He disagrees with me, so, you know, test him to make sure he's a, a journalist. That is nutty. Makes no sense. The deeper you look at this issue, though, you start to see the same pattern on both sides of the political divide. Too many news consumers start out with a worldview and either acquire or dismiss facts, depending on whether or not they snap together, like missing puzzle pieces in a jigsaw of the mind. Liberals railed at the New York Times, Washington correspondent Maggie Haberman, for pretty much the entirety of the Trump presidency if she had a piece that dutifully reported some action he'd taken that didn't find a way to also suggest that he was the devil incarnate. It's very true. 
Similarly, there's a tendency among many right-leaning consumers of news to regard any updated story containing new facts or a fuller picture emerging in the wake of an initial piece of breaking news to be evidence of some kind of conspiratorial backtracking. An example, the New York Times in recent days quietly updated the story it published more than a month ago, now that included details about the death of Capitol Police Officer Brian Snicknick, who it was originally reported was killed during the January 6 riots after being struck by a fire extinguisher. His death quickly became one of many symbols that news outlets and prominent Democrats fixated on by why of correct by way of correctly speaking out about how awful the insurrectionist actions were. Only the original narratives surrounding his death may not actually told the correct story of how Sicknick died. New information has emerged regarding the death of the Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick that questions the initial cause of his death provided by officials close to the Capitol Police. Reads an update posted at the top of the Times original story. In a separate story from earlier this month, Times reported one police officer, Brian D. Snicknick, was killed and investigators are increasingly focused on whether chemical irritants were a factor in his death, according to a senior law enforcement official. This is the kind of thing that sends conservatives into a rage when original narratives get changed because of the very prosaic, commonplace reason that new information emerges, which leaves them believing that reporters are somehow in cahoots with Democrats, grasping for whatever narrative will do harm to the other side. Where does all this philosophical tribalism end? When it begins to impact sources of news that are supposed to be honest brokers of information? Washington Post media columnist Margaret Sullivan has written that our goal should go beyond merely putting truthful information in front of the public. We should also do our best to make sure it's widely accepted. New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, meanwhile, has talked about the need to, in the wake of the January 6 riots that were facilitated by some media outlets peddling misinformation, figure out how we reign in our media environment so you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation. AOC made those comments during an Instagram Live, adding that media literacy and the lack thereof is a part of what happened here. Edelman's trust barometer, meanwhile, also revealed the following. 61% of Trump voters acknowledge trusting the CEO of their employer. Less than half of that number said the trust they trust government leaders, 28%, coming in even lower with the trust of just 21% of these respondents, journalists. So you see that? You see how I've said in the past that Trump is really what's behind the distrust of the media? He's the one pulling the scenes. S strings a lot of times. 61% of Trump voters acknowledged they trust the CEO of their employer. Less than half said they trust government leaders, 28%, and with just 21% trusting journalists. So if you don't trust government leaders and you don't trust journalists, but you do trust your CEO, what party do you think you really represent? And why have you convinced yourself that that is somehow liberal or democratic or even moderate?
You trust business more than you trust the government or, or journalism. Everyone, almost everyone in America does. 61%, 59 or whatever it was, 59%, excuse me, of all Americans. And you're, that 59% is in agreement with the 61% of Trump voters preferring their CEO to journalists and to government leaders. Do you really want to be like a Trump voter? Or do you actually want to hear the facts? It's a very important question to ask yourself. All right, everyone. Um, thanks for tuning in to More Content Talk. We appreciate you listening. Hey, you can follow us at More Content Talk on YouTube, TikTok, as well as Instagram. And you can also follow us on Twitter at More underscore Content PLS. All right, everyone. Have a phenomenal downtime, chill time, lunchtime whatever it may be. And remember, when life gets you down, you can always laugh at something else. Farewell, folks.